everybody's entitled to be an idiot.
recorded live from the radio studios of WFAY and WMRV. Andrew Lona's Media presents Cumberland County's Smartest Hour of Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of The Carolina Cabinet. Good morning and welcome to the Carolina Cabinet. I am your host, Peter Pappas. Here on the Cabinet, we'll show a common-sense approach to politics, and we are always on the right side of the issues. This morning in the Cabinet, we have Pastor Joshua Goodman. Well, good morning, family. My favoritist, Libertarian. Good morning. (laughs) Taxation is theft. (laughs) And joining us was our special guest, Mr. Leonard Bryant, who is offered himself as candidate for State District House 42. Good morning, sir. Good Good morning. You're listening to us on Carolina Country 100.1 and The River 106.5. So just in case you missed an episode of our top-rated show, you can find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. Don't forget to like, share, or follow us on your favorite social media. So sit tight. Don't go far. We'll be right back with the Carolina Cabinet. Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend Pastor Goodman for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now for today's good news. Here is Joshua Goodman. Well, good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Josh. And have I got some good news for you. In a time when so many want to unpack, talk about, and discuss all the problems, circumstances, situations, all the negative junk, I'm here to bring you some good news. Are you ready for this? Friends, we live in challenging times. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus and says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, Because the days are evil. Friends, we live in a time of politics and propaganda, fighting, wars, a time of hurt and hatred. But God has uniquely made you. He has equipped you for this moment in time. Now, unfortunately, he didn't promise you that it would be easy. We live in a time when so many see a challenge, and when they see that challenge, they see an impossible thing. A challenging thing is not an impossible thing. It's simply a challenging thing. This provides you with great opportunity. Why? Because when many see a challenge and they see it as an impossible thing, that means they will perceive you're doing the impossible. Will it be hard? Yeah. Will it be difficult? Sure. But it's not impossible. Paul tells us that we should live as though we are living in an evil time and that we ought to redeem that time, that we ought to be circumspectly walking carefully and intentionally, walking wisely, not as fools. This means that we can redeem the time. Did you hear that? I mean, did you really hear that? If you walk wisely, you can regain the time you previously squandered. Now, I don't know about you, but friends, I have squandered 
a lot of time. So for me, that's really, really good news. This is Pastor Josh, and that is your good news. Conservative Talk Radio in Eastern North Carolina. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet. This is the morning show your daddy wanted you to listen to. And welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. morning. So, how's my cabinet feeling this morning? Pretty good. Hungry. Good, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I started going to the gym again. I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. You God know, that you. fitness okay. connection, I heard there's a pastor nearby that also has a membership. Oh, oh right, right. And it's that really hasn't been there in two years. Oh <laughs> True confessions okay. by Pastor well, Josh. Right. Well, maybe you need to walk a little more circumspectly. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm taking your word. So I need, <laughs> sir, I need a definition because I didn't have a chance to Google that. Man, so, I honestly <laughs> don't know. I just no. <laughs> That just sounds like some medieval stuff no. you say in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> So it's uh, it, it's it, it means to walk intentionally and okay. cautiously, and I think that again, what I brought out in my good news in regards to the day in which we live, um, man, we need to, people to walk with much more wisdom, uh, oh, you know, with much yes. more circum. I don't know if this is Circum- actually a word. Circumspection. circumspection. <laughs> I know circumspectly is, but okay. I don't know. If you're, but yeah. well, so just to walk and yep. So and I mean, it's a compound word, so you got the word inspection in there. Okay. You know, so walk with you know with eyes wide open. Okay. So um, and again, speaking from experience, I have squandered and wasted a whole lot of time. Okay. So 
I could use a little redemption when it comes so to my time. maybe you should ski a little circumspectly yeah, yeah, next time. So, you know, maybe <laughs> don't go in the forest next time. So. One of the things I tell my congregation yeah, is right. that I am um, – my dad always said I was hard on stuff. He said mm-hmm. I just couldn't – he said, boy, you just can't own anything good, can you? <laughs> and, um, yeah, one of the things I tell my congregation is I, I tend to be reckless. Rough. Yeah, stuff, yeah, and See, rough on stuff. My little brother was the rough on stuff yeah. guy. I was the nerd taking stuff apart and no, ruining them yeah, yeah. for my parents. Like tape recorders, they all came apart. <laughs> but, so you were just rough. Rough on everything, <laughs> yep. Well, speaking of circumspectly, circumspectly, we want to welcome Leonard Bryant to our Hi. show, yep. who has welcome, offered himself welcome. as a candidate for a state house seat. Yeah. So we want you to walk. Circumspectly. circumspectly. Like, That's going to be the word like of the you day. know what you're doing. Yeah, not like <laughs> so, no fool. Yeah, yeah no like, fool. No, I like <laughs> that. Not like no fool. No fool. So, Leonard, uh, just tell us about yourself. And I, you've been on the show before, so uh, we're going to call you a friend of the cabinet. But Woo-hoo. tell us about yourself. Well, I uh, am a transplant from, as you have guessed, the United States Army. I, I grew up in uh, South Carolina in a little town called Saluda a long time ago. In the Stone Age kind of thing, uh, and so um, <laughs> I, I, I uh, attended uh, where I say I met Hootie and the Blowfish at at the University of South Carolina in the late eighties. Woo! Okay. Uh, yeah, and in the early nineties, uh, I joined the U.S. Army uh, and stayed there for thirteen years. And I came out of active duty uh, in Fayetteville in two thousand five, oh, wow. and went into the Army Reserve, and uh, have been here pretty much since that time. I, uh, I got deployed three times while I was on active duty, another two in the reserve. Okay. And um, I, I retired in, uh, on active duty in 2020. Okay. And so um, I'm here to uh, um, see what I can do so, to help out the community. So so that brings up an idea I had. So I know that we usually lose like one-third of the soldiers that retire every year from Fort Bragg. So what was it that made you – I'm sorry, Fort Liberty. <laughs> what was it that made <laughs> no, no, you no, – No, no, Fort Bragg. <laughs> what was it that made you choose, made you choose uh, to, to remain in Fayetteville? I think the, one of the one of the bigger things was uh, the church. I go to Manor Church. Okay, it's a pretty good church. Yeah, yeah. And Shout so out to Chris, sense. Pastor Chris. Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Love See, that's what I like. See, me, me, and Subway, we get along. You yeah. and the other church. No, yeah, along. man. I Pastor like Chris it. is the yeah. man. I love as long it. as they eat yeah. sandwiches. It's all about finding your flavor, you know. There you go. Yeah. And there you Subway go. bread is not it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's one of the bigger reasons. Yeah. So the, you, your church family, and mm-hmm. but what other family did you have? I mean, you're from South Carolina. You're not that far away. No, but I think proximity is another reason. So my wife's from Myrtle Beach. And so, uh, uh, as a point of fact, my uh, mother-in-law lives with us now. She's mm-hmm. recovering from um, having a uh, a stroke uh, some time ago. Okay. And so I'm. Been, that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Sometime. Okay. And I, I've been in the business of kind of helping her with recovery. Okay. And so, because we're relatively close, it's it's made a big difference and, and has really eased my wife's mind. Excellent. Uh, so that was another reason. I'm in between siblings. I have a, a brother who works at Secret Service headquarters in D.C. I have um, a brother that uh, lives in uh, just outside of uh, Greenville, a place called Fountain Inn in South Carolina. I have a, a sister that's married down in North Charleston. Okay. So I'm pretty much in the middle. All right. So, and we no doubt that you are Republican through and through. Absolutely. So, uh, good, good representative of the party. Yes, sir. So, what decided? What made you decide to jump in and say, "I'm going to run in this district"? Well, I think that if if I believe that, just like the good pastor here believes that, you know, everybody's made to do something, and um, you're not you're not an accident, and um, you you have something that's kind of stamped in your heart. And that you, you're not going to be happy to. You figure out how to do it. 
Okay. And so that's what I believe I'm doing or what I'm supposed to do. And so um, I had run before, as you know, um, for several things. I run for the Senate. Lost. Right. <laughs> had run. Yeah, how I lost close, it. How close did you get? Uh, oh, man. I, I was about, and, I was within 500,000 votes. Since and this was oh, 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 actual Senate. Yeah. yeah. U.S. Senate. Oh, the U.S. Senate. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. excuse the big me. Boys. The big boys. He used to, I like the way he used me. to introduce himself. He's like, I was only short by 500,000 votes. Right. I ran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, Senator Bud is doing a great job up there. You know, he's um, standing for all the right things, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had anticipated you, so I was happy about that. But then I tried to run, run for county chair for the party, Republican Party. And lost, and so um, you know they're regretting far, that. I'm they're pretty, regretting that. I'm As the non-Republican sure. here, I will just say they're regretting that again. And I'm fairly certain there's going to be an opening before the right. You know, <laughs> if this whole running for office thing don't work out later, yeah. you just sit tight. Well, we got a place for you. Yeah. So uh, okay. So all jokes aside, you know we're conservatives in this room. You know, even though she's a libertarian, we know she's conservative. Yeah. They adopted that. me, sort of. Yeah, we, we yeah. did. Uh, yeah. So uh, all are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So what kind of stuck out that, you know, this is not going right in our state that I need to be involved? Well, I think um, the reason I wanted to get involved was actually what was going right. You know, the General Assembly is primarily Republican. Uh, and so if you listen to um, some of the folks on the left, um, they're saying that uh, all sorts of things. But um, I think one of the things that that uh, one of the greatest uh, biggest um opposition guys um mr elmer floyd is saying is that hey you know don't think you're gonna go up to raleigh and move the world republicans are in charge up there so i thought it was very interesting that he said that he has a keen awareness of the arena so it's not even like they're saying you know don't go there or it's hard to compromise just they control it so give up yeah so they've given up representing their own people i I don't want to say i won't say that they've given up i think what they say is that you need somebody with experience a negotiator to go in and know how to you know get stuff done for them kind of mm -hmm. thing that's a little more equitable i think than just saying don't bother Yeah, yeah i mean i think we heard from another uh elected official christina Oh. I'll let you fill it. Uh, we don't have to name names. So go ahead and tell me what you what when, you got. When one of the lovely Democrats had came to me at the polls, and we were discussing as a large group, you know, how they wanted certain things to get through, but the Democratic Party in North Carolina is not letting them negotiate with Republicans at all. So she said, what's even the point of me going up to Raleigh as a Democrat? Because I can't do anything. And well, that's I pro- all I can think is, in Cumberland County, can we please stop voting for Democrats because they cannot get anything for our county right now? And we all know this. You know, the days of Marvin Lucas, mm. you know, Clark and Debbie are going across the aisle to right. negotiate are gone. Mm-hmm. And now it's everyone sticking to their own sides and it only ends up hurting us. And what, what do we have left? Diane Wheatley is the only one to fight for mm-hmm. us right now. Well, and furthermore, if we let the Democrats bring things to Cumberland County, are they things that we want? Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I, I saw a funny video today. Uh, you know, they were like, oh, you're bringing 150 million to this neighborhood in New York. And they're like, woo, Biden's bringing 150 million. They're like, do you want to know to what? Boom. And it was uh, to charge electric scooters <laughs> to get <laughs> charging stations. And that is not what they wanted. Right. Well, if they spend all that on the charging stations, how are they going to pay for the refugees mm. yeah. that are in the streets? But here's the thing. You know, the Medicare expansion this time was being fought over along with uh, the casinos wanting to be opened. And it's like, instead of doing what's best for the community, they're fighting over small things they could have given up. And I'm not actually fully against Medicare expansion. Shocker. Because, gosh, I I know I'm paying into medical, all kinds of Medicaid Mm -hmm. I'm never going to touch, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not against it. 
And they couldn't even get that done. They couldn't even negotiate with Republicans to get something done that most of the state is actually for, no matter what side you're on. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. Well, and what would that expansion include? Like, wh- who else would that cover? Um, I mean, it mostly covers a, 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 more, a larger amount. I mean, there's different types of Medicare expansion. Will it cover more people, um, either like, you know, lower income groups or, mm-hmm. you know, we won't make a senior citizen wait as long or we'll cover a larger bill. So when my mom transferred over from her health care, retired health care from being a teacher, and then at a certain age she had to switch to Medicare, she now pays more mm-hmm. because she has to pay more for all her pharmaceutical bills. She has to pay more um, co-pays. And it's it's a hefty chunk. It ends up being almost a thousand dollars a month yep. of just, and that's with Medicare. What what are we paying into? I don't understand this. So I'm not fully against it, and I think it's interesting that our Democrats in our little area couldn't convince them of that. Okay, well, Leonard. Okay, so when you get up there, you got to figure out how to rebalance the uh, spending a little bit. No, I think <laughs> <Let's>, that, <laughs> I, I, we're going to look right back at you, sir. So. <laughs> I understand. Well, I think that the thing is that, you know, we need to be able to try to make sure that the people who really, really need it, the really, really need it are, are, are covered and not people who really, really don't. Um, one of the uh, the um, policy recommendations that the John Locke Foundation put out was that, you know, be cautious with Medicare expansion because if you have a lot of young, single, healthy men on it, then that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Uh, and so we want to make sure that it's done the right way. And I think that um, one of the things that is a big misnomer is that um, the, the General Assembly has controlled um, uh, by, has been controlled by Republicans for about a decade. So if there are any good, really think, good things that have come out of the General Assembly, Republicans had to agree to it. If a Republicans not going to agree to it, you can forget it. And I think that there are people who are taking credit for the work that the Republicans have done, like bringing lots of money to places like Fayetteville State. And, 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 and to Cumberland County. So I think that we, uh, one of the things I hope to do is set the record straight on that. Let's talk okay. real talk. Let's not talk about, I was responsible for, you know, one of my opponents has on the back of his thing, all kind of stuff that was done. It's like, man, that's got Republican red all over that. <laughs> Be real, brother. Dear Leonard, are you doing opposition research? Are you already looking into these folks? Sure. I hope so. Yeah, okay. I, 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 well, yeah. you know, I, I remember ninth grade government class. We had to read Newsweek. Very liberal, li- liberal rag by any measure. But I continued doing that through high school and even into college. And a friend of mine says, why are you reading that liberal POA? You know. <laughs> I'm like, I want to know what the other side thinks. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I used to read U.S. News and Newsweek because U.S. News is a little bit more conservative, and it'd be so interesting to see how each painted the exact same situation differently. Mm, right. And yeah. the adjectives they use to describe them propaganda. Mm, yeah. um, but for but all sides, I mean, everybody kind of uses it to an extent depending on their perspective. But Speaking of that, does anybody yeah. use Newsbreak app? No. No? Mm-hmm. Am I the only one? Okay, yeah. well. Sorry. Right, I hear well, about something. I just messaged okay. somebody who lives so, in that area. <laughs> so the, what I was going to bring up is something I've noticed over the last uh, maybe six, seven months on Newsbreak. More and more articles are being written with AI. So when you mentioned oh, the yes. adjectives, yep. of the, there was a story about uh, Fayetteville Police, something happened. Yeah, we were talking about I, that. And it that was, was like funny. they heroically approached the scene and... Very. Dun, 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 uh, yeah, dun, it, was, it was just dun, like all these adjectives. Dun. I'm like, why are they writing? I mean, I'm not saying that the police don't expect don't. De- the whole uh, thing was ridiculous. It, though, but it yeah. was extremely yeah. over well yeah. overwritten. But uh, I'm curious. So they just passed the whole opportunity scholarship um, initiative, and I see that you're trying to start a charter school. Yeah. Do you think the opportunity scholarship will take away from the charter schools? I don't think so. I, I think that. Whenever people have the opportunity to choose different things, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, it's almost like, I, I think that markets work. I'm, I'm going to 
freaking capitalist so i think that markets work and people are just gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah they're gonna gravitate to what they need and so yeah. one thing i did here was a young lady that was at this um this uh candidate forum it wasn't a debate so they weren't at each other's throats or anything which was unfortunate but um <laughs> uh, she said you know no money for private schools and so they're obscuring the issue they're obscuring the issue that you can use that money and you can you you should be able to use a private charter public wherever you want to go then well, you should be able we're to go paying into it right yeah, yeah. we're okay, paying so, into it yeah. and leonard we had a we did have a discussion late last year on the air about the school you're trying to start but yeah. tell us now like why did you get yeah. involved with that what are, what's the point of that school opening what is it going to benefit so i um the school is highlands charter academy in um god i'm so sorry in um moore county northern moore county and so see that's a, is that a donation that, call that, or somebody calling you yeah. instead of commercial leonard so. hopefully after this so, <laughs> so we're good yeah um yep. so i think that um uh the, the the reason i got involved was because you know if you have a mindset about certain things then you have to be you have to be willing to kind of follow that through um educational freedom is freedom okay. i'm a conservative i believe in freedom more than just about anything so that's the reason i got involved okay. to help expand educational freedom okay so when we come back we're going to get into the more specifics on that school uh, when we come back. Yeah. The Smartest Hour of Talk Radio will return after these important messages from our commercial sponsors. Uh, um, what am I doing here? It's about as bad as it could be.
You're tuned in to the Carolina Cabinet, Eastern North Carolina's local conservative morning talk show. If common sense thinking offends you, please turn your radio off for the next 90 minutes. Welcome back to another segment of the Carolina Cabinet. Well, welcome back and good morning to everybody in the good morning, good morning. Good morning. So right before break, we were getting into Mr. Bryant's reason for being and starting a charter school or being participating with one. So tell us why you saw a need and tell us about it. Well, um, I think that uh, anytime you have the opportunity to choose, it's always good. Uh, Whether it's your car, your house, your spouse or the school your kid goes to. Uh, And so we have to be able to facilitate educational choice. Uh, and I think that the issue was obscured in the little debate that was going on with the Democrats yesterday uh, or a couple of days back. And um, we have to be able to set the record straight. The money should follow the kid. And if the parent says the kid should go to a private school and use that money, then they should go. Or a charter school and use that money, then they should go. Or a public school and stay. Well, and they should isn't be able it more to important there. to say that that kid deserves the best education that that parent can get him to? Precisely. Because they're paying yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what, so uh, let me ask the – it, I truly don't know. I know uh, the, the the scholarship is going universal this year. It'll be something, you know, depending on how much you make, $7,000. What, when you are doing a charter school, does it cost the same amount to educate a child as it does in the public school system? How does that work? Well, I, I think that uh, it's essentially the same because there, there are two sources of funding for the kid. One is the state level, which is going to be the same, and the other is the county, county level, which yeah. is going to vary. Uh, and so, essentially, it's the same. The only problem is that with a charter school, you better really have your stuff wired tight if you want to open up any charter school. Yeah. In North Carolina, you have to come up with it all. First year salary for your staff, transportation, if you're going to provide it, the, the building. Yeah. Um, and, and all of that stuff, that's on the board yeah. to pull it together. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because as a private school, we don't, you know, we, we, we start our 501C. We set things in place. But you've got much more many. We, we've got some regulations. We're somewhat regulated, but to be opening, uh, you know, a charter school, that's a much higher level of state regulation. Okay. Do they no. regulate the curriculum? No, that's so a good part. That's what I'm going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So, a charter school, private school. What are we? What are we talking about? I well, thought it's all the same bucket. Well, no, no, not at all. Okay, well, Ooh. educate. Oh, I <laughs> so no fatherless children. one. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Like, so a private school is uh, managed, run, and overseen by the board of directors. Okay. Um, a charter school, to the best of my knowledge, has some city or not, or some county and state involvement, and have. To, there are regulations that he has to follow. I don't have and to it's follow. Still so, federal money. Okay, it's so you're running public. a private school, which is affiliated with your. Is it affiliated with your church? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is. And Leonard, the charter school. Are you kind of like essentially like another, like a Terry Sanford or whatever? But now, like you're in the system, but you're. Well, a charter. That, the charter schools um, for North Carolina are public charter schools. Yep. Yeah. And so, oh, okay. the difference is that there's rest, less regulation for curriculum. And so, for instance, we use what is referred to as a Socratic method of instruction. You yep. talked about yep. that before, yep. where answer probing questions to draw the right answer out of the kid instead of saying, this is two plus three, it equals five. Uh, and so, uh, we also use Singapore math, which is kind of math that uses symbols to help teach. Okay. And so, you probably will never see that in a in a traditional oh, public no, school. No, but no. but but the charter school has the latitude to utilize those things. Now the, the the drawback to a charter school is it's all on you. 
money, money, money. You got to come up with it all. And mm-hmm. I'm talking in the neighborhood of millions of dollars, yep. especially when you're trying to start a building from the ground up. Uh, the other part is that if a charter school fails, it's not like a public school. If a public school falls on us behind, then the leaders are gone, but the school remains. A charter school yep. gets shut down. down. Yep. Okay. I've seen that happen off Morganton. A couple charter schools have opened up and closed down. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, that is when you – really at the heart of the issue too is your curriculum um the fact that you know i look at look at our school and we're we still i mean we teach latin and greek and, and greek yeah cre- I love cur- it. cursive and, my kindergartner's learning know, learning yeah. latin i love it yeah, yeah. um yeah. Yeah. so could you teach the socratic method if that's i mean could they you do. teach that me- that mm. is okay yeah, so in private yeah. school you can mm. charter school you're choosing to mm-hmm. yep. okay i'm just i'm trying to layman term figure out what the because to me i was like that's all state money being diverted no it's 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 much so uh he has access to more state money than i do okay you know because and we have to utilize opportunity scholarship Mm -hmm. whereas um he has access to more but he also has to come up with i mean our our school has a budget of maybe three four hundred thousand dollars i mean a year and that's i think that's what we discussed last time leonard your charter school they have to have money in hand yes. before but they can open the benefit yeah. though is a family from any background can choose that charter school yeah. and they get the money comes from the government to them mm-hmm. whereas a private school you know you have to find the private school and either you're paying out of pocket or you apply for the opportunity scholarship and whatever it covers or doesn't cover you cover yeah. okay so there's no direct from federal government necessarily to the private school no okay. and and you know because you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're I pay you're, out of pocket yep. <laughs> yeah and, and even for children who are scholarshiped you there are yeah. still there's still a lot of expense out of pocket. There are a lot of expenses mm-hmm. like uniforms and yeah. yeah. So Leonard, back to your specific area out there. What is the what? Where was the need? The students that weren't being served. What What did they look like? So uh, Robbins, North Carolina, is a a, a small, uh, primarily Hispanic population mm-hmm. town in uh, Northern Moore County, and so the intent is to put it somewhere in Northern Moore County and to maybe not even initially, but at some point draw. The, uh, the the Hispanic community into the school, so we've been reaching out to um, to our Hispanic friends in that area to try to see if we can get them uh, to support it. And so that really kind of the, the the kid that might not have as much as other kids, because you know Moore County is like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. seriously wealthy about Pinehurst and all this stuff, seriously wealthy. But, the, uh, but they've got a lot of immigrant population yes. there for the yep. farms and lots of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the objective is like to try that. to draw the Hispanic population. Well, somebody's servicing everything, but their children are falling behind because they mm-hmm. don't have access to mm-hmm. great schools. Yeah. yeah. And we want to change that. Yeah. Okay. The elementary school in the area uh, is an F school. Mm. Uh, and wow. so the reality is, you know, somebody's going to do the job if you don't. And so that's the, that's the, what the, these... <laughs> I'm with a stellar group of young. They're not necessarily young per se, but young ladies. I can't try to in deference to them. They are smart. You got yeah. two doctors of education. One works as a uh, superintendent over a set of charter schools already. Super smart woman, Air Force veteran, and another one come from uh, Pennsylvania, and she is like the guru in you know standing up for for kids with disabilities mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that. Super smart. And then the um, talk about Latin. The um, lady that um, is the chair of the board. She's a Brit. She is super smart Latin and all these other languages. I'm like, oh my gosh! I, and I go on a conference call and I'm just listening. I'm like, man, how did you so end up there? Here. How did you? Yeah, how did you get in this group? I um I was asked to pray about uh, about eight months ago for this charter school by the board chair. 
Um, uh, she said, you, "You prayed good too, sir. I must you have. prayed I, good. I prayed myself on the board. They pulled but, those heartstrings." Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I, I met um, uh, Caroline Kelly at a um, uh, Frederick Douglass Foundation meeting, which is a right leaning. Yes, um, yes, a yeah, good group. Yeah, yeah, good group. And so, um, I met her there, and she said, "Pray for us." And then I had a, a call from a guy that he's a, the operational director, a dual. Of course, he's running for Congress now, and uh, he said, "Hey, man, they need they need somebody on their board. You want to do?" I was like, "Yeah, you know." Because <laughs> kind of semi racist yeah. thing to say. Uh, I kind of love it that this African American community and the Frederick Douglass community is reaching out to the Hispanic community that way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool because mm-hmm. yeah. as a Hispanic person, I don't always love it when liberals are like, "We want to help you minorities." <laughs> we'll help each other. Thank you, and you're proving that. I love that. I love yeah. that. I, I, We're not I, victims. We have um, this young lady from Libre that came to talk to us. And yes, like, I know that group. Yeah, and um, she was from Venice. She grew up in Venezuela, and yep. so she, I, it was so fascinating to hear her talk. But we, we're not interested in giving anybody a handout. We're interested in helping people realize their skill and ability. That's what we're about. That's what Highlands yep. Charter is about. And if anybody figures out, see, the problem is that there are a lot of African Americans now. A lot of Hispanics now who are figuring out that the Democrat Party may not be all that they said that they were. No, they want mm-hmm. them dependent on the government and not to be self-sufficient. And they're seeing that, and there is panic on the left because yeah. of that. So that's what that that what influenced me. Give a kid an opportunity, tell hold them to a standard, tell them they can do it, and watch them rise. That's yep. what I yes. believe. I believe yep. that. Yep. That's one part of it. Libre is a conservative group of Hispanics. That are a lot of them. They bring uh, the Venezuelans that are anti-communism mm-hmm. to come speak in America, mm-hmm. so that we can be educated of what it's really like yeah, it's right. and the slippery yeah. slope we're going down. Right, right, right. And well, that, that, we need to have some of them on the show. Sounds like. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, think I, I could bring a few. Yes, yeah, I know a few. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And one of the things that resounds because I mean, uh, even the last time you were here. Uh, our hearts connect in in the sense of, I mean, being able to offer an education to a child who would not be able to get this level of education um, is, uh, so we've been doing it maybe 10 years, but I can't wait for another 10 years from now mm-hmm. when we start seeing, because I fully believe we'll have students in government, yeah. we'll have st- oh, senators, yeah, we'll have that. doctors, we'll yeah. have, you know, yeah. um, because, and, and because of the upfront investment um, and my, our church, we we sacrifice a lot in order to be able to make this happen. Um, and the reason why is because we believe, I mean, 12 years ago when my dad started the school, um, we believe that being able to educate these children hours and hours every day, this level of education is really going to bring about the next wealth of leaders for our society, you know, and so... Mm-hmm. What's really interesting is the other day I was at an event at Pastor Josh's church and there's a young lady, she's a junior at Jack Britt. Her mother was saying, I sacrificed everything to move to the Jack Britt school district and I'm horribly disappointed. Mm. And it's it's sad, you know, they had gone to um, Renaissance Classical Christian when she, until fourth grade and that she, you know, sacrificed everything as a single mother to get an apartment that was more expensive and a better school district, and a better public school district, and then get extremely disappointed. And I feel like, you know, what you're doing, what both of you gentlemen do will help bring, you know, more opportunities to these children and families that they're really seeking. The parents yeah. are seeking, the children are seeking, yeah. and that's what's beautiful about a charter school. You have to look into it and get engaged. So you have parents that care, you yeah. have students yes. that care. yes. And let me just say, as a pastor, keep up the good fight. It gets yes, hard. Sir. It's difficult. It's challenging. 
Um, but it's worth it, and uh, you're doing a great job. And just you know, keep keep doing, man, because I, I love what I'm hearing. Well, keep praying for us. Amen. Yeah, we're the, we're a faith field group. Um, face some challenges, but we intend to fight for it until we get the school open. So that's that's our purpose. And, and pray that Who District are? 42 mm-hmm. opens mm-hmm. their eyes yes, <laughs> to yes. seeing a different right. alternative so that they have somebody to fight for them in Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fight the right way. You know, I, I think that, uh, unfortunately, here's the problem that I have with the left, is that the fight to protect our kids has been so grossly mischaracterized. Mm. So they're saying we're burning books. You know, let whoa, me, who's burning books? Well, I'll, <laughs> apparently every conservative in America. I don't know, but uh, I, I, let, no. I'm, let me just clarify to any liberal <laughs> that might be out there. I do not care about any book that you read. I could care less about it. It's not my concern. If you want the book, now, uh, but the technical definition of book man is you can't. Uh, the government steps in and prohibits in every way, all the time, the sale of that book. So we're not talking about a book ban. Right. Um, I'm not interested in banning books. You can buy that book Amazon.com. You can buy the book at eBay. You can buy the book on uh, um, Barnes and Noble. What I am concerned about is pornographic material in the hands of our kids. Yeah. I mean, do they put Playboys me. in the libraries? So why are we putting you know cartoon graphic you know type sex acts well, for mm-hmm. of children doing on to each other? I've seen them because I I think I do remember meeting you at a. a school board meeting mm-hmm. about yeah, a year yeah, ago yeah. Mm-hmm. when we were, they were discussing that and it was yeah. a list of books that they just wanted them to be age appropriate. Yeah. Is that really so well, much? Is this kind of the stuff that, what was it, Senator John Kennedy is that his name from Louisiana yeah, the Republican yeah, yeah. about uh, sexually graphic book? Was that the kind of stuff they're trying to ban? Is Well, I mean, I mean, I think the, some of that stuff. I don't want to play the video but I mean, I remember him reading and it was pretty explicit the stuff yeah. they were talking yeah. about in these books. And so what, what what she's saying is the things that you're referencing is that it's just too graphic for our kids. And so it needs to be taken out of public schools. And so what about being in public libraries, though? I think it should be taken out of public libraries, too. But, Absolutely. you know, I think the first thing, step, the General Assembly has already passed a law to prevent it. Okay. Uh, and so that's a good thing. The only problem that I have is that Mar- Marvin Lucas voted against the bill. I'm not sure that um, either. Um, the younger every gentleman. Democrat voted against the bill, which is why we need to get every Democrat out. So in this regard, every <laughs> Democrat was mm-hmm. against our kids. Yeah. And so that's the problem is that I think that what we need to do is have the receipts and show them. And that's yeah. what I intend to do is like, hey, okay. look, I'm not concerned about what you buy, but your kids yeah. look in the eyes of your own kids. Well, and just uh, something that recently passed and began to be enacted this year was the the the. Uh, fencing around pornographic websites you've got to actually from what i understand register give name it used to be point and click and i've, mm-hmm. I've got a teenage son yeah and so i was talking with my wife the other day right and i'm like i love that our state did this yes because i mean you got to understand i mean our kids are given the internet yeah well, you're talking yeah. about the prevention of me looking at <clears throat> i'm saying you got i'm, I'm saying, talking about how i got credit card charges declined of of the only, oh. Yes, because I had a teenager trying yes. to access it in a different way. You know what I'm talking about. Well, so, and, and so I think, so uh, Diane Wheatley, at one of these events, I ran into her. She said that after that bill passed and it took effect, she actually got some angry 
constituent emails. Oh, oh yeah, I bet. And, and she comes. You, you have to put your ID card in. You have to right. scan it and you know, take pictures of it in order to access I, those sites. I, I just got a VPN. Cool. I don't. Yeah. I don't but you know, but she but she kind of looked at me and said, "You'd be surprised because we know these people who hmm. would have." And I'm like, "Ooh." Yeah, they actually no, put I'm, their name on it. I, I, when they're I, telling I saw on that, themselves. Yeah. I know when I saw it because again we got teenage boys. I'm just like yeah. and I, I was telling his mom. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah. ten credit card declines. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh my god, well, what, what are you trying to do here, sir? <laughs> These kids really got it made right into their room in the palm oh, yeah. of their hand. You know, yeah. I mean, we yeah. used to have to like go to the neighbor's had yard it. and the, you know. Yeah, my, and my son, he's got a computer. He's got you know everything, everything. And I'm I'm glad you actually have to put in your ID. That's yeah, that is so cool. I I love that bill. So you got to put it on record because I mean you know myself as a libertarian I don't think the government should know anything about yeah. Yeah. I hate yeah, even yeah. being registered as anything <laughs> right and you got to put it on record that you're going to go into this site ooh, <laughs> ooh, there, there. go look up your opponents I love it <laughs> go, right. go see what yeah. they do thank you thank you <laughs> on behalf of all parents right, with teenage right. sons but thank you but <laughs> dear libertarian I mean you yeah. know Truly, to support this kind of thing, it's a, to me it is impinging on free speech. But we do need to protect the kids, right? Because what do the kids see from the? And there's I a lot honestly, of human trafficking I don't involved love it. And I'm glad I didn't vote on. I don't have to vote on it and yeah. think of it from a deep perspective, um, because I'm I'm not sure how I feel about the government being able to get your identification. Mm-hmm. No, I know how I don't. I don't like it. I do right. not like well, having to put the identification in. Well, I also don't want the children. Don't go to the website. You know, I, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you. I work in IT and I try to put all the things on my kids. You know what happens? My son knows me better than anyone, and he knows every password I could yeah. ever come up with in my head. Yep. Yeah. No, I got yeah yeah, and they they know you know the yeah. systems of everything. When I want to hide my I guns, I got to give them to somebody else. Like yep. that kid knows. <laughs> so so Leonard, what else can we do to make uh, Democrat heads explode? Besides <laughs> that, not you know. I mean, what else can we do to trigger the snowflakey? Here, here, here's what I think. I think that because of the perilous times that we're in, that um, it's just revealed that what um, that the administration talked to Facebook to turn down Tucker Carlson's interview with mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. And you don't. You're libertarian, and I ain't gonna agree with you on everything. But the one thing that that uh, that we have to agree on is that you got to be able to speak. Your right to speak is so important that I I could be disgusted with what you say and fight as hard as I can to give you the right to say it. And so if we don't stand up and talk, we're in trouble. So I think that one of the real problems is that we're talking. Republicans mm, yep. are showing up in places they've never been before. Yep. And now there's a real problem because you got you got to look in the eyes of somebody else that you demonized yep. for decades yep. and say you're evil because of like, wait a minute, no, no. I think we we'll probably better take a little closer look at what you're saying. What you're saying is not true. I got the receipts. Let's sit down there and have a real discussion. And by that. receipts you mean voting record. Yeah. Yeah. Which are not super easy to find. And I was telling everyone before that, you know, the the uh, laws are very short. They're quick to read. You know, they're not yeah. lengthy. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not it's not difficult to find. Uh, ca- uh, apparently, campaign finance isn't difficult to find lately. Um, well, uh, I don't yeah. know. Walking walking circumspectly. That's what what yes. needs to be done. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we have to be able to do Sorry, it. Sorry, we're having. I don't know. Seem to be having it's technical issues. I don't know. Y'all trouble. hear each other? I don't know. So, at any rate, um, what else can we do to make their heads explode, man? You know, I think um, John Maxwell was one one of the great leadership gurus. Started out as a preacher, 
uh, and then ended up teaching leadership. So Maxwell says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yep. Okay. And we just got to show them that we care. You know, I, I might have been demonized, and, you know, I've talked a lot about taking the lick, going into the communities, and having people have all these lies in their head about me. Well, you're double offensive. I mean, African-American male and a Republican. Sure. How dare you? How, how dare you? I mean, you? that's really, you're really on the edge. You ain't, what did he say? You ain't black if you don't vote for me? Right. Or if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah. Like, you don't know your own blackness if you don't right. vote for me. Yeah. Again, the super white liberal to the rescue. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you're gonna asks. get you're gonna get called other names. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I, I I think that I have some responses to that. Okay, but I think we got to sit down at first and have the talk. I mean, he grew up in South Carolina. He's a polite Southern guy. Number one, he knows how to handle this. He has he has stepped in and kept me from losing my temper. <laughs> I mean, and he. Yeah, but you're he, Greek. But you know what? I, <laughs> you're owed compensation you know, for that. And this is, you know, making fast friends. Sometimes that I do. Yeah. You know, Leonard was very. Uh, he knows how to deal with the Peter. Yeah. You know, he was able to. <laughs> he was able to say, "No, we're not doing that today. Yeah. You will stop it." You know, no, no, no. We'll get him later. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, I want him now. Back down. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't make this stuff up. Yeah. No. <laughs> did you? Did you? Uh, did you? Uh, like. Start talking Greek when that happened. I, I, I don't even have no you Greek. know. There's a certain Greek word we like to use a lot. Yeah. And my favorite, my favorite thing about that word is that um, depends on the inflection yeah. of whether it's offensive or not. <laughs> yeah. You know, you call it, eh, you know, that's okay, yeah. but eh, yeah, it's, it's it no turned, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. flip flops around. Um, you know, so okay, so we're going to use their voting record against them. Yeah. To show the people. I wonder if you show that to a lifelong Democrat, if they're going to say, if they're going to believe you. Here's or is that, that's right propaganda. You know, here's what I think. I think that um, being able to make the case that they're, they're not really operating in, in their best interest and, and continuing to do it in just the right way mm-hmm. um, is the right answer. And um, so my intent is not to really to offend them, even though I know I'm probably offend them. The intent is to speak the truth. And to say, hey, look, you know, you got people who've been telling you they care about you. But if they don't care about stopping some of the very nefarious materials that your kids could see, then they they're they are not caring for you the way they think, the way you think. Uh, And I think that um, I I worked in the juvenile detention um, arena for five years. And I've seen young men and women who were charged with sexual assault against their siblings Mm -hmm. uh, and against their peers. Mm -hmm. And so they are getting examples of what sexuality looks like and it ain't good and so if we don't stop it then then we find ourselves in a situation where that is played out in a bad way we have to be able to stop it well see that's the other side of my argument you know free speech do we want to stop it or how much do we need to protect the children because of the unrealistic expectations and things they see out of this well, it comes with that idea at what point do you get free speech is it at 18 because clearly you don't get lots of rights until after you're 18 anyways well i think we need to move that age up a little bit anyway for how, no. how long is it till my male brain stops? 30 oh dude it, for me oh, so I, don't have 40. I don't have an excuse for 45. i'm just telling you me no. i yeah, was hoping you, you know, tell can, me 43 no, no, i can just no. tell you yeah okay yeah. i think the best thing you could show for that is how many democrats all of them voted uh, to continue to have boys in girls' locker rooms in middle school and high school. And that was Every recent, single wasn't it? one. Yeah, Every single yeah. one. I was so disappointed to see all of them just common sense. I mean, it literally said middle school That was within the last 12 rooms, months, though, wasn't middle, it? Yes, it was. And that yeah. was, wasn't that the one where, like, the Democrat delegation... Uh, it, it, the it, older it, gentleman had a car accident, so he wasn't mm-hmm. able to go. But I think Val Applewhite and uh, who else did we just send up there recently? Uh, talking about Charles Smith? Charles Smith. Ugh. 
they neither one of them even bothered to show to vote. Mm, yeah. So none but, of the Democrat delegation even voted or showed, and then the Republicans all voted in lockstep. And they ended uh, up getting a, re- a Republican from a Democrat through the argument because she said she no yeah. longer felt she identified with the Democratic Party with some right. of the stuff right. they're pushing. That's right. Yep. And, and in in typical grown up fashion, they sent her all kinds of uh, yeah. bloodied coat hangers yeah. in her mail, and mm. and that's I think yeah. what you're going to have to show them is how these people continuously vote against our children's safety. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean it's it's not hard, right? It's not hard. We, Title IX was d- developed, you know, at a federal level to protect biological girls, and here we are just. We're really trying to dismantle girls' sports. And what we're really saying is that the patriarchy wins yet again. Yep. And what's fascinating <coughs> is when they say, uh, okay, so uh, what's the point of women's sports then? What's the point of women's sports? Mm-hmm. If you can just identify as whatever and you can join, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just Oof. want to identify as a winner. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I want you to be a winner. Yeah. One they of these also days, voted man. against hey. having the Opportunity Scholarship be expanded because they said it's going to kill public schools. Yep. Well, maybe public schools should stop teaching our children terrible things. I Maybe. haven't had issues with Terry Sanford teachers specifically, right. but the teachers they farm out these online classes to mm-hmm. that I can't meet in person because they don't live within a two-hour radius, mm-hmm. although I'm very close to getting in my car They know you're going to choose violence, Christina. That's I'm why just they saying. It's indoctrination. It's stuff that's not true. It's stuff yeah. that's terrible. I mean, maybe... Maybe if the public schools were allowed to teach and the teachers were allowed to right. use their degrees. Well, that um, brings me to something I'm, I want to bring up for a future uh, show, but the teachers unions. We had mm. before a, Republic, or a conservative teachers union representative. I feel like we need to break that stronghold, and I th- I'd like to have her back on here to talk about how we can get more conservative values in our public schools. So you know what time this is? No. Time is brunch. Up. My brother's <laughs> brunch time. Go figure. What? Let me like just Comrade Biden. Yeah, I know. It, it, listen, <laughs> it goes by and we're having fun. So I do want to point out, next couple of shows we do have, um, let's see, next week we will have Freddie De La Cruz running for another state house seat. Awesome. And after him, we do have Denise Langdon, I believe is her last name, with the seed of Fayetteville Center for Economic mm-hmm. Empowerment. Oh, that's going to be fun. I love that one. So uh, we have a couple of good guests coming up, so I hope you all tune in. So to everybody, I hope you had a nice time. We love being here for you. A thank you to my on-air cabinet members, Pastor Joshua Goodman. Yes, sir. And special guest, Mr. Leonard Bryant. Thank you. Don't forget Christina. <laughs> Me! Oh, okay. I still don't know if I'm saying it right. So come on and do us a favor and take time this week to visit one of our commercial sponsors and let them know you heard their message right here on the Carolina Cabinet. If somehow you do miss an episode of our top-rated show, top-rated, find us on your favorite podcast broadcaster, either Apple, Spotify, or Google. Find us on social media. Just type The Carolina Cabinet and click that like button. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Until next time, we are The, the Carolina, Carolina Cabinet. Cabinet. Wow.